Blog Talk Radio. Folks, and welcome to this special episode of Jeep Pop Radio for Reality Check. Tonight we've got two big guests, Big Brother 17, and I'll Meg will be joining us live at 8.30. And Becky, live at 9 o'clock. Make sure you stick around for that. Meg and Becky. So till then, go ahead and take a listen to some of your favorite songs. So we start with Reality Check with Meg and Becky. I've got fire for a heart I'm not scared of the dark You've never seen it look so easy I got a river for a soul And baby, you're a boat Baby, you're my only reason If I didn't have you, there would be nothing left The shell of a man that could never be there If I didn't have you, I'd never see the sun It taught me how to be the one, yeah All my life by me when no one else was ever behind me all these lights they can't fly me with your love nobody can drag me all my life you stood by me when no one else was ever behind me
love song. Uh, in the club with the lights off, but you act a shy fog. Come and show me that you're
you have the chance to ask them your question directly. Till then, sit back and take a listen.
the way from Big Brother Six. I'm sorry, Big Brother Seventeen house guest Meg will be joining us live at 8:30 with Becky joining us live at 9 o'clock. Make sure you stick around for that. If you have any questions at all, make sure you call in at 646-478-5714 or give us a tweet at Pop Radio. Want to call in, ask Meg, and Becky your question? Do it at 646-478-5714. Till then, we're going to go ahead and pause. So 30 we'll be back with Meg of Big Brother 17, right here, live. Call in 46-478-5714. Till then, let's take a trip to the hills.
Now watch me, nana. Okay. Now watch me whip, whip. Watch me, nana. Watch me, nene. Okay. Now watch me whip, whip. Watch me, nene. Cheap Pop Radio. We got Meg calling in any second. Just talk to her on Twitter. She's dialing in as we speak. So we'll pause real quick for another quick, quick break. Stick around.
and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming tonight's guest. She was a star on Big Brother 17. Please join me in welcoming Meg. Good evening and welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad to have you on and it's it's been quite the summer for you. Oh my goodness, it doesn't even feel real. I mean, it's been three weeks since I've been out. It feels like I just got out yesterday. It's crazy. <laughs> it's almost like serving, a, I guess, really a uh, prison term to an extent. <laughs> of what I maybe can guess. <laughs> a little more luxurious, I think. But <laughs> Now, you, you had quite the summer. You made strides in the game. And you, I was honestly surprised you didn't really win America's Favorite House Guest, to be honest. Oh, well, I mean, you know, my teammate won it for us. So as long as one of us won, I'm happy about that, man. <laughs> and it seems like you and uh, James had quite the time after, I guess, after the after party. You all hung around there for a while and tore up the city. Always. Um, yeah, we we stayed in L.A. for a little longer. Um, we were filming The Bold and the Beautiful and all that good stuff, doing some interviews out there. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's the best always. We're, we keep in touch for sure. I've actually got him coming on the show next week. So looking forward to that one. Yeah, he's a, (laughs) he's a good one for sure. (laughs) Um, I know you've only been out for a little bit. Have you had a chance to really be able to go back and watch any of the season? Um, I have watched some of the season. I've, I will tell you I've watched a lot of bits and pieces here and there. Um, I've watched most of it, I'd say, halfway through. Um, but definitely haven't sat down and binge watched everything. It's a lot. Um, there's, I feel like I have a good sense of what I didn't really know um, and watched most of that. So um, I feel like I'm in the know about everything that's been out there at least. Okay. Uh, just out of curiosity, yeah. editing always plays a big part in every season. Anything that you've seen so far that you think editing made look a little bit more, I guess, interesting than what it really was? Um. Yeah, of course. I think that I was pretty much myself most in most things. Um. I mean, James in every interview will complain about how I wanted to vote him out in the beginning. Uh which clearly was not a thing, but in editing, that did look like it kind of was a bigger thing than it actually was. Um, and, of course, I you know I have to say, BB Scandal, although that it all happened, it seemed like uh, such a hilarious um, uh, moment that maybe was a little more scandalous than it actually was. But, oh, my God, it's hilarious. And I appreciated it, every moment of it, though. It's so funny. <laughs> So let's let's talk about the moment then. Just since you went ahead, yeah, the, the moment that you shared with him in the bathroom. Yes. Was it heartfelt or was it the alcohol talking? <laughs> I mean, my thing is this: I, poor Clay. I really felt for him that week. He was trying to get me to vote him out. I mean, I, I just felt bad. I wasn't gonna. I really didn't want to do what he was asking me, and. Um, I know you guys have people in the feed. Some have known this, but Clay and I really were good friends um, in the beginning. Um, so yeah, I mean it's a mix of all of that. But 
Unfortunately, love you, Clay, but Pretty Boy is not my, my tat. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't mind, we're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines, bring in a caller Perfect. if that's cool with you. Love it. Let's go. Area code 540, you're on the show. Hi, Meg. I just wanted to know um, if you ever see a future with James or no. <laughs> um, well, let's just say James... Is my best friend. I know that he will be with me for a very long time. Um, we all know that we're just best friends. Uh, so I don't know if there's any fireworks is what I always say. But we love him. <laughs> he, he was America's favorite house guest. That's so. <laughs> Now, obviously, the twin twist, that's hard to say sometimes when you try to say it fast. The twin <laughs> twist was huge. When did you 100% know that it was going on? Um, well, this is, like, shout-out to Davon because she was the one that really figured this all out. Um, we knew probably within week two. Uh, it was pretty fast. Um, but that's only because we had people there that were really uh, – had figured it out. I probably would not have figured it out at all just because I would never think that that's actually, like, that actually was happening. It's kind of crazy. Um, but once the idea was in your head, you saw it pretty quickly uh, that, you know, this person looked very different the next day <laughs> that you saw them. So do you think that Liz's gameplay would have been completely different had it been Julia that started the game? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, maybe. I I will say that, you know, I really didn't know Julia's personality until she came in the house. So if Julia had started um, in the house, I think that, you know, who we knew Liz as would have been a very different, um, different type of person and personality. Um, so that would be really interesting. I, I'm not sure of the answer of that, but um, a really good thought and idea. <laughs> now, obviously, with the head of household, they get their little luxury items, and you get the you get the you get the music. Whose yeah. music, I guess, genre were you most surprised by? Um, well, didn't Austin get like Clay Aiken or something? Something <laughs> hilarious. Yes, of course. Play. That has to be the answer for that. That's the only right answer on that one. <laughs> now, had you won HOH, who would we have seen for your music? Sarah Bareilles, 100%. I love Sarah Bareilles. We don't know her. Go look her up. Uh, love song. Yes. I'm going to write you um, a love song. Yeah, her new oh, album, her newest album is my favorite. So it's what Brave is on, but there's a whole bunch of other songs on there that a lot of people might not know. The, the music Love it. Video. I'm a big, I'm a big music fan though. I went to school for music actually, so um, um, I have all types of music on my that I listen to all the time. And and I guess the music video theory that they did with that song, "Gonna Write You a Love Song." was, to me, just really fascinating. And the jukebox, kind of, yeah. the clock shop. It was just real neat, because you, you didn't yeah. see that too often. And I'm going yes. completely off topic. you got to keep no, me on track. I love me some Sarah <laughs> B. I'll always talk about her. <laughs> so, if... Look, okay, you, you suffered a big fall during one of the competitions. <laughs> and, unfortunately, you've gained a lot of fame off that. YouTube hits <laughs> blowing up from that. I, I, obviously, it was a 
big hit. Did did uh, Big Brother staff check you out afterwards to make sure everything was they, fine up in the head? <laughs> yeah, they, uh, you know, they kept an eye on me. I was. Folks, we have lost Meg. Bear with us as we try to get her back on the line. If you have a question, feel free to call in and ask her yourself at 646-478-5714. Once again, that's 646-478-5714. We'll await Meg to call back in. Just bear with us momentarily, and I think we have her back on the line. Meg, are you with us? Oh, my goodness. I am so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I got off track, but I didn't think I was going that bad. But at least I I appreciate the honesty. um, It's been three months since I've been using a phone, and I'm getting back used to it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So so you mentioned the phone. So let's just ask, are are you an Android or are you an iPhone? Oh, I'm an iPhone all the way. I, I probably, um, I think that Androids are a little more like tech savvy, so I clearly need to keep things more simple than that. <laughs> <laughs> now, looking back, do you feel there was a big twist that could have, not necessarily a twist, a big move that could have happened? You had Vanessa, you had Shelly, and obviously yeah. we know the ultimate fate of what happened. How do you feel that would have affected your game had you flipped I guess the vote had flipped, and Vanessa went home. Um, Honestly, I mean, I think that uh, James and I would have been in a more dangerous spot than we were. Um, Trust me, our plan was to get Vanessa out as soon as possible. Uh, We obviously just didn't win the right HOHs, Um, but... Um, you know, there was no way that I would ever believe that Shelly wouldn't have gone after us, um, and I really wasn't willing to risk losing James during any of that. So I know a lot of people um, say that that was probably a mistake, but, um, you know, you got to go with your gut in that situation, and I, to, I, to this day I think that we made it further making that move than keeping Shelly. Absolutely, and that's one thing we'll, we'll never know. It's right, like you exactly. Go you got to you got to trust it. Go with your heart, and apparently that's what it that's what the heart told told you to do. And the heart exactly. don't lie. Exactly. That's what they exactly. say in music, right? The heart don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> now, I I guess the what I want to ask is: there anybody in the house after what you've learned and seen from social media and watching some of the clips back? Do you feel like you should have trusted any certain house guests more than what you did, or you wish that you had aligned with them more? Um, yeah, I wish I would have realized that, you know, Donnie Mac and Steve kind of were in a little bit on their own. Um, I know towards the end of the game, they really aligned with Vanessa and Austin and them, but, um, you know, maybe Donnie Mac, if, if we had made more of an effort, we had always thought that, you know, they were, Donnie Mac and Steve never really wanted to talk game with you. So you just assumed that, you know, they're probably working with someone else if that was the case. Um, so, I mean, we would have loved to work with Johnny Mac. Um, same thing with Becky, honestly. I know towards the end we started working with her, but, um, she kind of uh, was playing both sides at one point. So maybe if we had solidified something early on, um, with the group of us, uh, that would have been a better decision. Who, who do you think was the most underrated in the game? Um... Of house guests or in the outside world? The the, the house guests. 
Um, the most, I mean, Steve and Johnny Mac, of course. They, they, we all know that they kind of, they uh, kind of skated by that first beginning of the of the game. So they were kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Yes, definitely. <laughs> if you could have had the chance to be able to watch one show with you the entire time in the Big Brother house, what show would you have brought with you? A show? Yes, TV show. Oh, oh my goodness, that's easy. The Bachelorette. I'm a reality TV junkie. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we we had Liz on the show last week, and she said if there was any other reality show she could go on, it'd be The Bachelorette. And she said, oh well, my not gosh. her Austin Stillings or anything, but she said, we'll wait and see what happens with Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could necessarily go on the show, um, but I'm definitely a huge fan. I mean, come on now, like 20 girls fighting over one guy, just brilliant TV. <laughs> and it, you made it obvious before you went in with a lot of the interviews that you did that your favorite house guest was Frankie. And I got to give a, sh- a shout out to Frankie, of course. He's from my area. I have some friends that know him. So, yes. And often they say, don't meet your heroes. And I'm not necessarily <laughs> saying he was your hero by any means. But do you yes. feel like he was exactly what you thought he would be? Um, yeah, I mean, Frankie, when you meet Frankie, he is like the biggest energy you'll ever meet. Um, he, you're, it's, it's, a he sparkles. <laughs> I mean, that's his whole thing, but it's seriously like, um, it's a whoa experience. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, um, I've never had a bad experience with Frankie. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, always shout out. If you had to compare yourself to a former house guest, who would you say you were most like? Um, you know, oh, that's a hard question. Um, I want to say a lot of people compare. I love her, so this is why I'm saying this. But a lot of people have compared me um, personality-wise to, like, Brittany Haynes, um, just because mm-hmm. she's kind of like a goofy girl. Um, I take that as an extreme compliment because I'm obsessed with her. Um, but I don't know if there's anyone for me um, – who I really think I would be like. I don't I'm not sure. Now, what did you miss most about the real world while you were in the house? Um, oh man, so many things. Um, I always say this is a general thing, but I miss like freedom. I miss being able to walk wherever I want, eat whatever I want, um, you know, call my mom when I wanted to. And that idea of you weren't just in this house and stuck, it's very, it's a really weird feeling being in one location for that amount of time. Um, You get a little claustrophobic at times. It's really funny. (laughs) Now, when James won the veto with having to hide the veto, uh, and he went in and demolished the house, ultimately is what it came down to. What did you think, did you, when you went back into the house, did you know it was him that did it? Or Absolutely. did you just think it was, oh, did <laughs> Oh, my gosh. When James came out with that veto, I knew there was no other person in the house that would have gone to where I hid it. Um, you know, James and I always were in the room, so we really knew that room well. Most other people kind of stayed out of it, and I knew. The se- I told that to him. The second he came out, I was like, oh, thanks a lot, James. I'm kicking me out of that for sure. <laughs> 
Now, when it came down to the food, did you get to put in any requests, or did they, like, submit a grocery list, or did they just supply the food in the room and say, this is what you get? Most of it was supplied. Um, they definitely did listen to us. Um, obviously, they're watching us 24-7, so they kind of get a feel of, you know, what we like, what we don't like. Um, so, yeah, honestly, Big Brother is um, – I have so many good things to say about them. I felt like they got to know me so well and um, my likes and dislikes. Even in the jury house, like, they knew exactly – I remember my room was, like, filled with gum, which if any of you all know me, I'm a gumaholic. I'm obsessed with bubble gum. So um, they really take care of you for sure. Now, speaking of the jury house, was it nice? I know it obviously means you don't win the game when you go to the jury house. But was it nice to kind of get that freedom to leave the house to go to the jury house? I think that, you know, if I wasn't going to be in final two, I really do think that I left at a good time in the house. You did get to go and experience the jury house, but it wasn't for a very, very long time. Um, You kind of got to have that little, you know, break from everything before you were thrown out into the real world again. Um, So it is. It's a really nice time um, to have that in in between um, kind of getting used to the idea of being in the real world. So um, it was fun. It was a good time for sure. While you were sit, sitting there, who were you most shocked to look across and see sitting there with you in the jury house? I mean, I was just so heartbroken every day that James got kicked out that same that same double eviction. I really believe that if he had a week um, to go through, he would have been able to fight and, and stay longer. Um, I just think that they didn't really have time to, you know, have the conversations that uh, he should have had. And it just sucks. I mean, everyone, Jackie... Um, James, those were the people that I was rooting for. So, it, yeah, it was kind of, you know. But we all got to hang out with each other, so there you go. <laughs> so <laughs> do you have any time. regret? Any regrets on this season? Um, you know, this is such a hard question. I really don't have any regrets. Um, I feel like um, I really wish that I obviously had won the show, of course, but um, you know, my response from my fans and just coming out of the house has been so amazing. And um, I really do feel like people know who I am. I don't think that I was portrayed as any differently. Um, so I do, I'm really proud of everything that I did on the show. Um, and I'm also so proud of the friends that I made because I'm coming out of this house as like, um, I mean, three for sure best friends for life. So that's awesome. And Periscope seemed to be a big thing once everybody came out of the house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Periscope, and, and now I've, it seems like you now, is, we're all kind of taking over just because the numbers, we can do, um, more people can get in, it seems like. So I love it. Oh, my gosh. I love being able to talk to everyone. It's it's very addicting, I will say. Well, I appreciate your time tonight. I'm just going to ask you just kind of like a rapid-fire thing. Just get your opinion. Go for and it. And then I'll, then I'll let you go. Perfect. What is your drink of choice? Oh, my gosh. A vodka tonic. Tito's vodka, please. There you go. <laughs> What's your guilty pleasure song? Song? Oh, my gosh. Well, this is, like, for now, but I that I can't feel my face song. I, it's still pretty new to us, and I can't stop playing it. <laughs> so looking back at, I guess, kind of teenage bopper years, what song – 
did you love that you were kind of ashamed of? Oh my gosh! Um, I was a. I, I'm going to admit it. My wife, my wife is fine with it. Luckily, I was a big boy band fan. Myself. Yeah, I know that's what comes to mind. Um, but see, I'm usually so proud of that. Um, yeah, maybe <laughs> like you know. Oh, you know who I used to listen to that I was like, oh my gosh, O Town. Do you remember them? Oh yeah. Oh my but, gosh, but, yeah, because they. They were like a little bit of the uncool boy band. So, mm-hmm. yeah, O-Town. <laughs> that was the reality show band, making the band uh-huh. that started it all. Oh, yeah. don't worry. Yeah. I am reality TV junkie for yeah. sure. The crazy things you do for love. You you like this girl, <laughs> so you start watching this show. So you're like, okay, I can handle this. And then you get to know the names better than she does. And you're like, exactly. oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> if you could star in one weekly TV sitcom, what would it be? Oh, um, um, Friends. Wow. And who would you cast on there with you? Anybody from the house? Duh, James, Jackie, Jason. Can you imagine the four of us? That would be perfect. <laughs> oh, goodness. What a trio <laughs> of trouble. <laughs> perfect. Now, if you could bring back one childhood show, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, I'm the biggest Full House. I mean, it's all in reruns now. I'm the biggest Full House fan ever. I used to call it Michelle because I loved her on it. So, yes, Full House, we used to watch all the time. And then they're, then they're in production now of making the Netflix sitcom, yes, Fuller House. right. I know. Yeah. Hopefully it hopefully it keeps it good. So. I wish they'd do some reunion shows, but you never know. That's what Jimmy yeah. Fallon's really good for. Jimmy Fallon's yeah. awesome at doing reunion shows. That's so but, true. That's so true. Um, do you ever think we'll see a winter edition of Big Brother? Um. Oh, good question. Well, it wouldn't change that much since, you know, it's in L.A. there. But um, yeah. I, I think it's a summer show for sure, so maybe not. <laughs> What's next for you? Good question. I always say I feel like I just graduated college. I have no idea really what's going on. Um, but definitely things are in the works. We will see what's, what's happening. Um, I'm actually leaving for Texas in the morning to go uh, visit James and have a little meet and greet there. Um, so, you know, my honestly, my life has been dealing with all of the social media and, and trying to contact as many fans as I can. Um, and still, three weeks since out of the house, I'm, again, telling you, it feels like it's been a day. So I'm trying to get back into the real world, for sure. <laughs> Go ahead, plug your social media real quick so the fans know where they can find oh, you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's at Meg Malley, M-E-G-M-A-L-E-Y. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, you now, all of the above. It's just Meg Malley. There you go, and I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight. Stick around momentarily, and I really appreciate the opportunity and can't wait to see what's in the future for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Meg.
Budget. And I'm like, honestly, I don't know nothing about mopeds. He says, I got the one for you. Follow me. Ooh, it's too real. Chrome down mirror, I don't need a windshield. Banana seat, I can't be on two wheels. 800 cash, that's a hell of a deal. I'm headed downtown. Cruising through the alley. I'm so low that my scrotum's almost dragging up on the concrete My seat is leather I ride a line, it's pleather But girl, we can still ride together You don't need an Uber You don't need a cab Fuck a bus pass You got a moped, man And our final guest for the evening She was a star on Big Brother 17 Ladies and gentlemen, Becky Welcome to the show, and I'm thrilled to have you on here, and it's it's been an experience being able to talk to the house guests just to see what it, what it was like living in, I guess, <laughs> without freedom, like Meg put it. Yeah. No, I think that's one of the biggest things that, you know, you watch it, as everybody says, you watch it on TV, and you're just thinking about, um, 
I know for me, I watched the show and I thought about, you know, I watched Derek play. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play like Derek. And this is the type of, you know, person I play like. And then getting in the house, um, at first you have the idea, you stay true to that character and, you know, that um, game player that you want to be. And then after a while, like you said, you're cut off from the real world, your family, you honestly start going crazy. And that's when <laughs> it all starts to just break down. But, uh, no, it's a wild experience. You mentioned Derek, and obviously that's who you think of when you think of Big Brother 16. And I'm not going to lie, I've said this, and I just like we were talking about before we went on the air, I got a lot of criticism over it. He he won the game, but I didn't like his game. <laughs> it was just, it was so boring to me. <laughs> I think why I like Derek so much is he plays in ways that I can't. So to me, he's kind of a yin to my yang. I'm um, someone like, you know what, I want to, I'm very competitive. I speak my mind. I'm really direct. And what Derek did such a great job of is not just playing like, oh, can you win? Can you be strong? But he uh, created a character um, that people would need to relate to in the house. So why he was able to manipulate his way through was that he was the person that Jacosta needed him to be, that Donnie needed him to be, that Cody you know, and he kind of morphed into all these different characters. And I think that's really important to play like in the game. And he played a great social game. And that, for me, was the biggest struggle. So, I, yeah, I absolutely adore Derek. There were so many wide variety of personalities, I think, in this year's house, too. Absolutely. Compared to, compared a, to last year, it was it, it was fascinating. Yeah, and I will say the season 12 and season 16 are two like my absolute favorites. I loved the house guests, the variety. But I think what was great about our season too is that a lot of times when they stacked up our cast, they um, not only had different personalities, but they had like a lot of really educated people in the house. So when you look down, I think there was like, out of the 17 house guests, I think 14 of us had four-year degrees that, you know, they've had a really strong female cast. And But, you know, you compare James to Liz to me to Shelly to Jackie, like, we're completely different people. And speaking of, of past seasons, so the game has evolved so much. I remember, and I'm not really showing my age, I guess I'm 29, but I remember watching <laughs> the first season of Big Brother. I, I remember seeing Chicken George. And uh, I don't, a lot of people don't. It seems like they, they didn't watch the show all the way through and they'll just jump on the bandwagon when it's halfway through or when there's good feedback coming from the show, it seems. But there seem like there are more fans playing the game this year than there has been. Yeah, I think one of the things that CBS does a great job of um, is that they listen to what fans want. And since this is such a show that's related to social media, People are tweeting about it. They're um, writing in their viewpoints and comments constantly. And as many people know, Big Brother is not just an American thing. It's in Australia. It's in Canada. It's in so many countries that they also get a pick from what other countries are doing, like takeovers. I believe that was originally started by Australia. Um, Don't quote me on that. But uh, CBS this year, they had um, people that would create drama but not too much controversy and um, educated to see a great gameplay, but also strong. And there's a lot of competitive aspects that they brought to the show, but I think the best thing to have funny people like James, Johnny, Max, those guys were hysterical. And you, at the end of the day, it's 
entertainment. So they made it a very dynamic year, which I think appeals to a lot of people. One thing that, that I'm curious about to ask you, have have you been able to watch any of the season or go back and watch any of the high high points or most impactful plays? I get so annoyed. I can't do it. I talked to Josh Schroeder about this. Like, every time I go turn it on, I'm like, Ugh, I don't like how that was cut or filmed. <laughs> I don't. I only made it to, like, seven episodes or nine episodes in. And see, that was the question I was going to ask. Do you feel like editing played a part or made made it looks made something look more interesting than what it was. I wouldn't necessarily say like more interesting because we did have um from what I saw that they did cut and edit, it was interesting things. It was taking place in the house and on the grand scheme out of seventeen people playing, what they showed was the most exciting. For me it might have been frustrating because while I was gaming, you know, my first week and what I did to get off the block and, you know, how I ran my second HOH, I was kind of frustrated because I didn't feel, from my perspective, I got a lot of pushback from fans of, you know, why didn't you do anything until mid-game when you went after Vanessa? And it's like, wait, I was doing a whole lot. It just didn't make the show. So mm-hmm. um, that's just, you know, my own personal bias. However, looking back as a viewer, like, yes, they were showing really, you know, like the Audrey arguments at the beginning or, or uh, which is creating lies. Like, that was a good storyline. And, you know, the Chloe relationship, those are the things making it. And they were good stories. Now, you briefly actually mentioned TakeOver. And that was introduced like it was going to be a big part of the game. And then <laughs> suddenly it just disappeared. And I think Gronk yeah. was, the last, was the last part of it. Had you heard any reason as to why or heard anything along those lines None. of what happened to the TakeOver? Nope, you guys know probably more than I do because I was exposed to social media. And so on week four when we were, there was a certain time that we got used to hearing, are you ready for a takeover? And we all ran to, you know, like we were expecting to hear that song. We were expecting to see someone come on our TV. And all of us are waiting like little kids on Christmas looking at the TV screen and nothing ever came on. We're all just lingering around the living room ready for the takeover and nothing happened. So I don't know, and who knows, maybe audiences were, you know, the audience was writing in saying, we don't like this, it's too much going on this season, and they cut it, so. I but enjoyed luckily it didn't affect the main part of the game. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, Tell me your was, thoughts on it. What did you, what did I, you feel about I enjoyed, it? I enjoyed the takeover. It added a certain twist to it. I could have seen them doing it for a certain time and then announced this is going to be the last week, kind of like they incorporated Team America last year, which I think yes. was a real neat spin. And, I love uh, Team and, America, yeah. And you got to cut it. They cut it at some point, obviously, when they had to evict each other. But it was yeah. such a neat concept, and I feel like they could have went a little bit further with this, but maybe they felt like they didn't need to, that they had enough going on in the house. But it's still something that yeah. possibly they could bring back next season. Yeah, if you think about it, I mean, we have a twin twist going on, foul the block, and we're having takeovers. And that's so much, I think, for the viewer that when I got back home for all my friends and family who were supporting me but had not seen Big Brother, they didn't even know what have-nots were because where in the early parts of the show was there even time between all the takeovers and twists to explain what a have-not was? And so that's what Mm -hmm. I got a lot of feedback from my friends and family, like, or even fans that were new to watching the season was what was it, you know, what was the have not? Why were you guys in dentist chairs? 
They didn't get it. So, you know, I think having less elements and having people, like, understand that, you know, the meat and bones of what Big Brother is, I think will be good, too. I think one concept that I missed, too, is kind of like the luxury competitions. Those were so I know. Yeah. And Pandora's Box, what the heck? I wanted Pandora's Box so bad. I thought it would make a comeback (laughs) in Season 17. (laughs) And I guess that's one of the twists. Like you said, they had so many, they didn't really need to pull. But maybe that's something we'll see next season. There's just so many different ways you could go. If you could add, uh, I guess, add a twist that hasn't been done, what would be your ultimate Big Brother twist? Oh, you know what? I will say that I have watched many American seasons. I have not seen the international. I think those would give me a better idea of, like, what kind of twist because they've tried different things. Um. For me, I kind of like sticking to the meat and the bones that we have going on right now in America because it's a very complex game. Um, I would like to see the introduction of Pandora's box brought back in. And then I know it's not necessarily a full-on twist, but it's been quite some time um, that we have had past house guests return. So whether that be an all-star season or some sort of mix and duo, I always enjoy watching, you know, like Jeff and Jordan coming back in the house, Brendan and Rachel returning. And so for me, I want to see Pandora's Box, the old school stuff that that made me fall in love with the show in the first place. And there there were so many personalities, like like you just mentioned, that really made the seasons. And like I said, going back to season one, I'm like Chicken George is one that always reminds that just sticks yeah. out to me. Season two was the re- kind of the first. I guess it was kind of a controversial relationship that to an was extent. Like the... Bunky and Kent, and Kent would just walk around smoking a cigar in the house the entire time, <laughs> and and obviously Bunky had chosen a different lifestyle, and Kent wasn't fond of it. So that was kind of kind of cutting edge TV at that point to where they didn't have so much involved in it. But now it's just so many things can be taken out of context. So I think they're almost afraid to really let a lot of it play out like they did. Like Big Brother After Dark used to be on Showtime and was a big thing that was almost a must-see. If you had a steamy relationship in the house, you're like, okay, what are they going to show tonight? And now they've they've strayed away from that. So it's almost kind of like a more family-friendly show. And I think that's what they are trying to go for, because I will say, a lot of my fans I'm hearing from, they are in middle school and young high school. So the fact that this, um, my little cousins, they're, they're um, 10 and 12, and I've become their idol. Or actually, I shouldn't say I have. I think Johnny Mac has. <laughs> <laughs> they were in love with him. But they've brought a lot of comedy, if you think, to these last two seasons. And season 15 was so controversial. You know, we had... There were a lot of topics of, um, you know, race and whatnot. It became very dark. And season 15, even though I've gotten to know several of those members and I appreciate them as individuals, it was a dark season. It was kind of hard for me to um, really enjoy watching it. And then coming to season 16 and watching Team America, you know, and Cody jumping off pretending he's Batman while chasing down mice in the house. I just had a, I had a more enjoyable time watching 16. I was laughing more. And I like that, you know, that change and that mood and that energy. And um, so I think, you know, as CBS is a network, you don't want to be making the headlines because it made world news when season 15 was, you know, like had racial controversy 
where a 16 mm-hmm. made a family environment. And I think that's a change we're going for. But and I know I have like heard from th- people we're not fighting enough. <laughs> yeah, 15 was very controversy. And it was almost where they had a lot of people complaining, the show needs to end, the show needs to come off the air. And yeah. you could almost see Julie was somewhat uncomfortable at times during the live broadcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I saw I would that. Like, I would like to have the chance to speak to her <laughs> and see. I, I don't think people give her enough credit. Yeah. I think she's so much more involved in the show than what a lot of people realize. So much. Julie Chen is a big, big fan, and she is not afraid to hide her favorites from her least favorites in the house. <laughs> So if you had to use one word to, to, I guess, a word association for Julie, what would it be? Dynamic. That woman, I have so much respect for her. She is so smart and witty, and she is not just hosting this game and, you know, it's the gig she shows up for on Thursday nights. Like, Julie Chen is reading into all of us before we hit that house. She wants to know how we're playing. She's going to critique our styles of play, and it's it's a big part of her and I give her so much respect for that. She's not just a beautiful woman that welcomes us into the house and on the show. Like mm-hmm. that she's and an idol of mine. She's the, the thing that's, that's unique with her. You see reality shows come and go and you see some that stay around and you see the host change, but she's really the mm-hmm. female Jeff probes <laughs> yeah. of reality show hosting. Yeah, no, it's her, it's her thing. And that's why, I mean, you know, we always, whether you guys realize it or not, like, you don't know it's for sure you're going on the show until you're there. I know a lot of people might watch it and go, oh, well, I'm sure they probably knew a month ahead of time or something. A lot of people think this show is staged, and it's so not. Like, you don't know until. So when I was standing on that stage and I was looking at Julie Chanos, that was the first time that I was like, this is happening. You know, she is welcoming this house. Like, she's welcomed everyone since season one, and She's a big part of this season. So even, you know, even entering the house and entering the game, like, <laughs> she's like St. Peter on the Rock at Heaven. It's like, it's who you see before you <laughs> enter. <laughs> the one thing I thought was kind of neat with the casting you had mentioned, uh, last week we had the twins on, and they had talked about when they cast when they got casted for the show, they thought they were going on a completely different show based on what casting oh. told Because they thought it was some kind yeah. of twin competition. And... Just to hear, I, like you said, you don't know, you have an idea that you're going to be on the show. Obviously, you're heading to the studio, you know something's going on. But to be welcomed to a completely different type of reality check, I guess, to an extent, it must be mind-blowing. Yeah, and I can't talk too much about necessarily that early on stuff, but I will say, like, we don't necessarily, yeah, almost how you see it filmed on the show, every part of it, it's when we find that key and we have a short amount of time to pack and we don't realize we're going until we get it, that has so much truth behind it. It's like what you see is what you get in Big Brother. Like no staging, no – and, yeah, like you, so you don't know if you're going to go on the show. Like you've kind of gone through this, as you guys know, we go to these trials, you know, we try out for the show, but you don't know until you find your key. Like that's it. <laughs> it's, it's such a great feeling. And what do they tell you while they're there? I guess when you're finding your key, what are the, what do they tell you the reasoning is for for the filming or for the camera crew? I can't say that. <laughs> you can't say that? Okay. That's but if fine. you want to look up, I think past house guests from several years ago who are not in contract, they've kind of posted <laughs> it. 
Okay. <laughs> now, I, if you had the chance to bring in one song with you, what song would you have brought into the house? Actually, I um, won HOH twice, and when you win HOH, you get to pick an album. And so what's funny is I wanted the same album twice, so I had written that. And I love One Republic. They're, you know, top band. They're from here in Colorado, mm-hmm. and their album is called Native, a native from Colorado. And they were very inspirational, and once again, they have several parts of their album. So there's times in the house you're feeling so sad and homesick, and they have a song. There's other times where you're like, yeah, I'm putting up Vanessa, I'm going after her, and they have a song for that. <laughs> <laughs> so when my mood changed in the house throughout that week, that you know, when I had been HOH those times, I could relate to a song. So for me, it's what you need in the house. It's always changing. Now, what about if one luxury was you got to have one TV show there with you while you were head of household? What TV show would you have picked? Hmm. You know, I'm I'm not going to say the cliche thing and say Big Brother because literally <laughs> living it. You're living it. I'm obsessed. <laughs> There's two shows I will say. I like Blacklist and I like Bones. So they're like detective-based, you know, crime-solving, and I've always mm-hmm. loved very smart and logical um, shows. I can't watch it, but it's just like, stupid humor. Like, I love two and a half men. I know so many people are fans, but I cannot watch that consecutively. So, Bones are Blacklist. Oh, yeah. And Blacklist, that's Jennifer Love Hewitt? Am I, no, am I completely No, off? I couldn't even... No. It, it's on Netflix. Both the shows are Netflix, and if you haven't seen them, you should look them up. Blacklist is just a very well-planned... She's like an FBI agent, and her dad was a... Well, okay. Later you find out. Sorry, spoiler. Um, this criminal <laughs> is her father, and he helps her solve cases. So, wow. I, no, I know Bones because that, that's on Fox with um, yeah Deschanel, the uh, Deschanel and the guy uh, guy from Angel, and I can't yep. even David. I'm like Oriana. I never know actors' names. I think <laughs> guy from Angel works for me. Also, okay, good. Yeah, really cute guy, <laughs> well, brunette. That's the no. one. See, I'm not going to say that. My wife may find something <laughs> weird about that. But you can say it, and we'll go on with that. Uh, Perfect. While being in the house, what did you learn most about yourself? Hmm. I I will say that at the end of the day, what I learned most is kind of what I referenced at the beginning, is that I thought I could come in and be this Claire, be this Derek, that – you know, um, be the personality people needed me to be in order to stay longer. However, what I found is that I'm not. I'm very cut and dry. And when different actions irritated me from other people or maybe how they behaved, like I did not necessarily associate myself with them or I had to take them out. And it's kind of like what Vanessa, I think, so highlighted of her as a game player, but I saw her as being so lethal in the house and I wanted to get rid of her. I saw her being very manipulative. And on a game level, it's like, you know, I could tell her, you're a pawn, you're safe, but the other part of me, it's like day 64, and I'm like, no, you're gone. Get out of here. I am not going to let you manipulate me. And I think had it been early on in the game, I'd use, like, choicey words, but I just realized, like, that was me speaking. That was Becky. I'm direct. I'm a manager. Like, And I saw that my true colors have to come out no matter what. 
Vanessa, Vanessa's game was so all over the place. And mm-hmm. one thing that I think everybody started to read into towards the end was anytime she was about to experience something bad, she always started crying, but she, then she always had something she had to tell you. Like she had that late-breaking oh, yeah. news that she had to just break in and say, oh, my God. And you would have just, I guess just from our standpoint, being able to watch it and see it, you just thought other people would be able to read into it, read into yeah. it more. But it's, it's I guess, so I different so living. Too. And I would shake them. But what I tell everybody, because I've been asked about this so many times, is what the heck happened? Like, because I exposed everything she was doing, and I was telling her everything that I feel like the viewers were seeing. Like, look, this she has this conversation. I'm an independent. You're an independent. And she'll tell you something really important. And then she doesn't have time to tell you because she runs off. She makes these kind of deals. And everybody would agree with me in the house. But at the end of the day, what Vanessa did so great is that everybody felt like, and, you know, and you'll see this from Austin especially, was that Vanessa is a manipulative person, but she is working with me and manipulating everybody else. And that came very true. That's how Austin felt that, you know, Vanessa might be manipulative against the twins, but at the end of the day she has my back. Julia felt that way. Steve felt that way. And it made it that that's why she stayed longer. They'll agree with you, but... They thought they were special amongst that group. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you mind if we take a quick call? Please. I'd love it. Let's see. Area code 917, you're on with the show. Oh, um, I'm on? You're on yes. live. Who oh, are we speaking oh, with? Oh, crap. Oh, what up? Hi. What up, Becky? Hi there. I, I want to say something really quick. Um, I went to the Big Brother 17 premiere bash, and I made a deal with Derek for $100 saying that you were going to win this season, and I shook his hand, and now I have to give him $100. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I'm like, he's going to win this. I swear to God, if he doesn't, it's not fair. But I do have a good question to ask you. You knew you wanted to target Vanessa um, the week that Shelly went home. Do you think there was a better approach besides putting up uh, Shelly and Steve? I do not, and I know I, there's been a lot of pushback. So, I was the HOH before double eviction. Now, they don't tell us as production that double eviction is happening, but we've all watched the show enough to know that I would be the last head of household and be sitting through that double eviction night and not be able to play. So I made a deal with um, the twins in Austin that I would not put them on the block. If they went double eviction, they would not put me on the block. And so what that gave me an advantage was the – Four people I was working with, Jackie, John, Meg, James, on top of that, you know, Twinston, none of those people were going to put me up had I won. So um, also with that being said, too, Shelly liked me. She knew that she had made mistakes in the previous week that she could hit the block. So if she came back down, I'd be okay. So long story short, I covered all my bases. Um, my team ahead, before I even won house, head of household, James, Meg and Jackie said that they were going to want to vote out Vanessa first. So I led with that and just protected myself against Shelly. So I know that's a not long explanation, but at that time it was absolutely the best decision. But, you know, could have told Vanessa she was a pawn. Now that I will say. <laughs> <laughs> Caller, we appreciate you calling in. you mind if we take one more and then I won't won't take any more of your time, I promise. 
540 area code, you're on. Hi, Becky. I just wanted to know, is there any reason, specific, like, specific reason why you dislike Vanessa? I do not dislike Vanessa. I should say I um, viewed her as a very strong game player, very manipulative, and had potential to win, which is why I wanted her out. For me, I know that people might say it's everywhere, and you're right. You know, I know Jason called her out in finale saying you didn't own your game, but I think that girl made our season. And I've watched the show for many years and wanted to, like, see strong females play it. And that girl brought an amazing game that's unforgettable. So, for me, as a big brother fan, she's fantastic. And on a personal level, she's amazing. Uh, but, yeah, playing against her in the house, I wanted her out. Well, let me she's ask you this. Do you feel your vote would have been different if it was Steve and Vanessa sitting there in the final two? Um. Yeah, I will say that I don't know who I would have voted. We had some pretty tough questions for Vanessa, kind of like what everyone else saw. If she's saying that the game's not personal, it's not against anyone, why are you verbally attacking and, you know, crying all the time? So I think that's something that Vanessa could have done better with her game was that she made a lot of jurors very upset, whereas Derek, Evil Dick, uh, well, okay, no, not Evil Dick, take that back, Dan Giesling, <laughs> um, Dr. Will, they did a great job of manipulating, but sending jurors to the house happy and appreciative of what they've done, whereas Vanessa upset them. So that, for me, you know, that's part of the game, too, and that's something that she should have been playing with as well. So I don't know who I would have voted. I would need to hear her responses that night. So could Steve have said anything differently with it being him and Liz sitting there? that would have changed your mind on your vote? No, For not him. at I guess all. It cost, I guess it cost him your vote? Yeah, no, I knew I, if it was – for me, I think the between Steve and Vanessa was the only one that would be a hard toss-up. You know, Steve next to Liz, I'd vote for Steve. And Vanessa next to Liz, I'd vote for Vanessa. It was just those two next to one another. I would need to hear purely Vanessa's responses to the questions, not Steve, because she was a stronger game player. She just – you know, upset some people. And she she played that game. She played she she played her hand. She did. <laughs> and she played it well. Yeah. Ultimately, she's, what it came down. To. She's awesome. Yeah, a lot of respect to that girl. Now I'm gonna I'm just gonna ask you these real quick, like rapid fire type things. Uh, you mentioned being in retail. Have you returned to work? Mm-hmm. I have not yet. I am. Um, purely because I'm looking at doing some other stuff and switching industries. So I'm going through that interview process right now. Excellent. How did your how did your previous employer I guess take that you were being selected to be on a reality show? <laughs> they're huge fans of the show and they're very excited. I've worked for Abercrombie and Fitch for nine years. I love them. And so me coming on the show and wearing a lot of the clothes and speaking highly of them and you know, it worked in benefit for them, and I got lucky that right when I was leaving, I found out my two bosses above me, like the both levels, are obsessed with Big Brother. So they were ecstatic that I was coming on. <laughs> now, what's your guilty pleasure song? What's one that you're kind of that you hate to admit that you like, but but you're kind of a closet um, geek for? It's so cheesy, but fight song, like that song came out this summer, this is my fight song, 
I think for me, because there's a time that she says, like, it's been two years, I miss my home. There's a fire burning in my soul. It's like I moved away for two years from Europe, and I was missing home. And, you know, then I got in an accident, but I came back fighting, and I ended up on Big Brother. And these last two years of my life have been absolutely wild. And it's taken a lot of fight and, you know, digging deep. And that fight song, it's, it's such a pump-up song, but I love it. Now, if if you could star in one TV show, what would it be? Oh, I wish I could be Brennan in Bones, of course. Oh. <laughs> She's so smart and brilliant. Like, not especially awkward. She's basic. <laughs> and last question, if you could bring back one childhood show, what would it be? Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple. It's on Nickelodeon. Wow. We talked about yeah. Big Brother so much. It's that hilarious competition yeah. show. and Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you see where Nickelodeon's going to start uh, showing episodes of that and other shows on uh, yeah. called Splat? So. Yeah, I heard about this. Someone was talking about it. I think John was talking about it. Yeah. Maybe. Keenan and um, Kale yeah, was... and all these old shows and that one yeah. that, that's actually one that I re- that? that I recall. Yeah. All those are some good times. I was disappointed when they announced it <laughs> Doug. I loved Doug and Doug's not gonna be on there. So oh. I was disappointed. But what's I think next? One of the for best you? Halloween costumes I ever saw was Quail Man. <laughs> Quail Man. <laughs> and pork child. Oh god. Those were the days. What's next for Becky? <laughs> um, for me, I mainly am just kind of getting back to the real, wor- real world, um, finance, and I'm going to be running strong social medias and also partaking in um, different charity events. I know I'm doing Reality Rally and being sponsored through that. and um, But, yeah, just trying to partake in charities and whatnot, so. I know I don't necessarily see myself doing all the tons of reality shows or anything like that. But. And um, Periscope seems to be a big thing right now for yeah. a lot of the house guests. What I guess it really came out while you all were in the house. Is it just having the interaction with the fans that that everybody's attracted to? I guess, or what is it about Periscope? Yeah. That's what I love about Periscope is a lot of people ask me questions, but it tends to be the same questions. And my email fills up, my TM and Instagram, my and they're all asking the same thing. So for me to be able to hop on a Periscope and be like, cute girl 27 said, you know, why did you put up <laughs> Shelly and Steve if you're trying to take out Vanessa? It's one of those things where I can answer that very openly, and um, several hundred people can hear that response. Whereas just writing back on the amount of questions I just don't have time for. I'd love to, but Periscope, I can do it in group. And they can ask questions live, and I can, you know, we can have more of a conversation than just a one-way. I love Periscope. Did, did you ever expect to get as much, I, I don't want to say stardom, but as much recognition coming out of the Big Brother house? I mean, kind of, because I followed previous stars. So I really tracked them, and um, especially, you know, as each year progresses, social media picks up more and more. So seeing season 16, and I had so many of my fan favorites, pretty much anyone that went to jury, I follow on social media and I've seen what they're up to. So 
I had an idea of what to expect coming out. Uh, plug your social media real quick for the fans so they know where they can follow you. Absolutely. Um, so my Twitter is basic underscore Becky underscore 17, of course, given up by Jason Roy. And then uh, my uh, my Instagram is by far what I follow most, and that's Becky, B-C-K-Y underscore B-U-R-G-E-S. And my Instagram, I follow it constantly. I read every comment people leave. And a lot of times when I'm about to hop on Periscope, I'll um, look at what people have been writing and saying, and I'll try to make a Periscope around my Instagram comments. So that's the best way to reach me and get a hold of me. And I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight. Do you have any final message for the listeners? You know, I would just say there's so many Big Brother fans out there. Um, Constantly contact us on social media. We love the attention. And I've had a lot of people reach out and say, I want to be on the show. I want to be on the show. And my biggest thing is that a lot of people want to be part of this culture and never stop trying out for it. The favorite, America's favorites, both James and John, have tried out for either this show or other shows and told year after year that, you know, they're not right for it. And here they were on the, you know, two top people for America's favorites. So even if you get told no once, twice, three, four times, keep doing it. You know, you could be America's next favorite. You could indeed. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, hang around for one quick second. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Becky, and I want to thank you for joining us tonight. Stick around, and I'll be right back to announce next week's guest.